Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Prepare at last his return. Your behavior, our Savior, descends. You are listening to Tribulation Farce. I am Tim. This is my wife, Jennifer Cheek. Hello. Jennifer, how are you today? I, I honestly shocked by your peppiness just then. I feel like you were like so low-key, and then the second we started recording, mm-hmm. you became animated. About nine months ago, I stopped sleeping. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Uh, and uh, my my register of voice was much deeper. So I have to push myself harder on podcasts mm. so I don't just be like, yeah, yeah it was no, fucked whatever. up and funny, man. Now, listeners, I will tell you, are we sitting in the dark right now drinking wine as we're about to record this? The answer is yes. Well, we all, we always do that, even if that's not the specific thing for which we're doing. Right. Like, we're always doing that. We're, that's what we're always doing. Like, spiritually. Spiritually. Uh, sitting in the dark drinking wine. Jennifer, you're saying that we are over halfway done. We are at the end of chapter 13. That is over halfway done. Why the book. Why do you think they included the chapter 13 and didn't just go from 12 Ooh. to freaking 14? Well, I could see them being like, um, that's witchcraft to think that the number 13 <laughs> oh, actually has any power. And so actually that's bad. We got a we got a great one for you today, oh folks. God. Today we got a great one for you this today, one folks. Was making me want to jump off of our deck. Tim and I we don't usually read at the same time beside each other, and Tim had to tell me to shut the fuck up. I did tell her to <laughs> shut the fuck up. I was getting the thing. This is the thing. When I'm by myself, I do often react that way. <laughs> so I'm used to just doing my thing and being like, like, oh my god, while well, I'm reading. I just read a part where Rayford was like, I had to stop myself from smacking Chloe. <laughs> And, and you were just uh, yapping at me, and I was like, oh no, I'm getting mixed signals here. <laughs> Rayford, who's a new Christian, by the way, wants to smack his daughter. <laughs> he does! Yeah, that was a wild part of these two chapters. These two chapters are pretty wild, honestly. Yeah. We're, like, we're in it, gang. The, yeah. I know that we I've said that six times, but we continue to get in it deeper into the... I guess tribulation mine in- into the 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 what's the I'm looking for the bulls uh, no the lore the lore the, the lore of the left behind universe yeah. I think it, it is uh, a misnomer to say that we're getting deeper into the, the bulls because oh, we haven't even gotten the well bulls. wait the we bull mean- judgments I thought one of the bull I'm getting confused yeah, we're, we're gonna have to do like a side like Bible study yes. to get ourselves like ready for <laughs> when the act- when shit actually starts happening because. I kind of thought maybe there's bells and bulls. Oh, there's trumpets. There's trumpets. Like, there's all sorts. Because I think the judgments. I think the rapture is one of the things, but it's not one of the bulls. Because the bulls is like <laughs> the comet hitting and the the scorpion. Well, men, so so this is the I thing. I think that we're technically not in the tribulation period right now. 
Yes, we are. are is it? Yeah. Because I thought it was like something else happened after the rapture, and then is when it really started. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Like, I think it's in the in-between zone, so I don't think that that shit is really fully going on yet. But I could be wrong. I well, may be misremembering. <laughs> Whether you are correct or not is ultimately impossible to say. <laughs> right now. <laughs> but um, we will see what the... Yeah. Um, what the book says, because that now that you're saying that, I can kind of feel like well, I know that there's the first half, the, the first three or so years. It's three and a half. Three and a half. It's exactly yeah. three and a half, and then there's the a thing. Years. There's an event that happens in the middle, and then the second three and, then and a half years. The rest gets crazy, and yeah. you know uh, we're we're just we're covering chapter twelve and thirteen, and in these chapters we kind of outline how the series is going to go more or less. Yeah. Uh, we get our first major, uh, scripture. Yes. Yeah. We have, that's very deep in chapter 12. And I, uh, you know, I just want to talk about it, but, uh, is there anything else, uh, buzz in a boot? Um, well, just that there was one thing that I've been waiting to talk about the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this podcast and it's happening in yes. this chunk of chapters. Dear- and I am. So excited to talk about it. Dear Tribbies, that's what we call you. Dear Tribbies. We don't do that. Tribbers. (laughs) August 13th. Get a vasectomy next week. Yeah. Um, Does that make you feel like you're um, not following the Lord? Do you feel any little bits of like satanic vibes? No. Going into you? Because I feel like we're in the tribulation now. And I I mean, we basically And we have been for the past... 3,000 years. Yeah. So, uh. Um, <laughs> Before the Bible was even written, <laughs> we've been in the tribulation period. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think it would be rude to bring a child into a world like this. So that's just my goddamn opinion. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with all Chapter that. Chapter 12! Ah! <laughs> he, has to, he has to interrupt me. It's the only way to be. Sorry, you let me listen to the dollop and now. It's you know. real. It is very funny. It's a, it's a good bit. And honestly, I like it. Yeah. Um, guys, book's not actually dead, just like God. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, once again, I have some notes on the structures of the chapters, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins. Um, like, why do you have these, like, tiny little chunks where, like, nothing happens and then you skip to somebody else? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, this chunks, is... Put them together. This Makes is no the sense. Uh, equivalent of a pre-credit scene in a show yes. with no dialogue. But it's a chapter. But it's a, a chapter in a book. <laughs> it's a middle chapter in a book. I think it's one of those things that's like, well, we gotta include them being like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm Buck Finn. I'm, I'm alive. Um, can you please actually do Jennifer, did you, did you hear my joke and understand Say it? Say it again? I'm Buck Finn. Uh, because he died, because he pretended he was dead mm-hmm. and wanted everyone to show up at his funeral mm-hmm. and be sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now, is that, I, all, is that Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn? I don't remember. I think that's Tom Sawyer that did that, but. But Tom Sawyer was a rascal because of Huck Finn. That because Huff Finn was like the one that was like I'm living by myself yeah. on my little river like Isn't raft it or whatever up to like watch the Tom Sawyer stuff and then you see like adult older Huck Finn and you're like whoa I Tim I've got to be real with you I know very little about Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn <laughs> Tom Sawyer is the one with the uh, the fences he tri- he tripped people in the pain in the fence frame that's that's little that and he faked his own funeral those are like the only things I know about and him. Uh, Huck Finn is the one with the Racism. Oh, well. Um, well, Tim, can you please just read this little quote from Buck calling his dad to let him know he's okay? I'm really sorry about this, Dad, but you're going to hear I was killed in some sort of car bombing, terrorist attack, that kind of thing. <laughs> just like real cash. Like, yeah. hey, listen, you're going to hear that I'm dead via explosion, but don't worry about it. I'm actually alive. And I think that... 
since Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer are different like, okay. mm-hmm. enough, but mm-hmm. I think that they're in the same wheelhouse. Uh, well, they, like, interact with each other. Yeah. Are they real people? I have now forgotten. I don't believe I so. I do not think so. I believe they were made up by Mark Twain. Mm. A famous atheist, by the way. Whoa. He hated the Lord, I'm pretty sure. I do think it's sick that Buck gets to do all this cool stuff. Oh, Buck's life is, I mean, his life is very cool. Like, we can agree with that. Yeah, and I do like that um, his dad is like, should we have a funeral for you? Yeah, that was pretty sick of him to be like, so, like, do you need help with this ruse you're trying to pull on the world? Which I kind of have to give it up for a dad that is game to do, like, uh, information crimes. (laughs) You know, this, I believe this is some sort of... Maybe insurance scam? Yeah, they should, they should definitely insurance scam. Oh, damn, okay. We have a lot to cover, and this is not on topic, but, like, imagine the various insurance scams that are happening post-rapture. Well, most likely... It's not even, like, scams. It's probably more like the insurance company's like, whoopsie, we can't pay you. No, the only insurance scam that's happening is the goddamn insurance industry. Do you hear me, folks? Earthquake insurance? It's fucked up. Yeah, Jennifer and I just uh, <laughs> turned down earthquake insurance, which most assuredly means St. Louis is going to hit yeah, by the big guys, one. Yeah, guys, can you please pray that we don't get the big one? <laughs> but, <laughs> like, house will go down into a hole. For hall. shit, like, whenever things like that happen, the insurance companies just run out of money. Yeah, they're just it, like, whoopsie, no whoopsies. money. So probably a bad time. I do, I mean, I do feel like, and, they, and we actually get into this in these chapters more, that they hadn't really been focused as much on how fucked up the world is right. post-Raptor. We, we've taken a break. But they get into it more in this Yeah, one. and they both talk about in the the present how it's fucked up uh sort of like 2.0 where meaning you're not getting hit by uh empty cars or anything like that now there's people that are like looting and things so yeah, we get exactly. a little more of that later so yeah uh, buck lets his dad know he's alive and he lets steve plank his number one boss and bff know that he's alive and, and he does it in such a sick way like Hey, hey, this is, uh, is this is not Buck, by the way. <laughs> I wish that he had like a voice modulator thing on. He's like, just puts his uh, his freaking shirt over his mouth. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't. Uh, anyway, now we have to cut to a raper, and he's fucking sad that Chloe's not immediately becoming a Christian, even though yeah. he's not actually a Christian at this point either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really funny, this, the whole vibe of like, what did I do to raise such a skeptic? I, a, it's like, a willful child! Have you, did you read any of the previous chapters? Like, again, I, I'm curious if they're writing Rayford so inco- consistently and as such a shithead. To be like, hey, flawed characters. We're trying so. to get a Golden Globe. I don't, I don't think they're that good. Yeah. I think this is a mistake. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're just picking and choosing. And you know, when Rayford talks shit about Chloe, yeah, we the audience are like, yes, that dumb bitch. When, when actually, again, every time Chloe speaks, I'm like, she's right. Yeah, <laughs> she's right. She should say it. Other than her saying "daddy," everything yeah, she that's says very, is correct. That is, that's a big negative of her talking. No one in Chicago says "daddy." daddy. Imagine calling your dad daddy as like in Chicago. A in ja- Chicago, daddy. I can daddy? see. Okay, I can see. Okay, if it's in the south, is the daddy? But I don't even call my dad daddy. Uh, I. What daddy? if they have just super thick like Chicago accents da- or whatever? Daddy, daddy. I don't even. I don't even know. We gotta fly to Atlanta. But yeah, it, it, Raver has this internal thought that's like, 
What had he done in his raising of Chloe that could make her so cautious, so careful, that she might look down her nose at what was so obvious to him? Well, sir, you fucked up and let her go to school. That's so true. <laughs> Is what you did. You allowed her to be educated. Yeah, you let the boy get to be raised by your wife, and yeah. instead you raised the girl, and now the girl is like you. Yeah. And also, bro, you're in the fucking rapture tribulation yeah, zone. Dude. Things are very strange. Have an open heart here. Yeah, he then refer. I, I don't even remember if this is just like his internal like monologue going on in his brain where he's talking about this, but he says that the world had become ugly overnight. Yeah. Now that the Christians are gone. And this is like such a like right wing fantasy of like there's looting and everyone's being bad because yeah. the Christians aren't around to keep yeah, things no, right. I, mean, uh, I forget if we've talked about it on, on this show or not, but like I know we talked about it. Other places, I'd like to bring it up whenever I can, but, like, you know, people are not as bad as we think they are. Even They're really, I, truly not. Like, even me, who is, like, so black-pilled on our existence, it's like, it's not, people aren't really as bad as we think they are. The systems for which they interact with are really bad. So during Hurricane Katrina, there was a lot of instances of people helping out. That being said, dear listener, do you know who what, who was going around murdering people vigilante style? Ooh. Oh, it was the right-wing Christians. Yeah. <laughs> There's many videos of them just gleefully talking about how many people they shot. I, I like This is a thing that I have finally, after 35 years on this goddamn earth, have come to realize. If the right-wing is accusing someone of something, they are already doing it and have been doing it. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, well, obviously, if all the Christians are gone, everyone's going to act out and be just murdering and doing shit. And it's like, so what you're saying to me is that if you thought God wasn't real, yes. you would become a serial killer. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... that, <laughs> And that's terrifying to me. Yeah, the implication consistently is, if we didn't have these goddamn bars of society, humans would just be murdering each other. And I should make a small addendum, of course there was many, many... Uh, instances of looting and things like that by, well, you know, lots of people during the Katrina thing. But I also recommend never learning about what actually happened during Katrina because it'll turn you into the goddamn Well, jumper. what I was going to say is can I immediately put a little asterisk on the word looting because uh what does that mean? Like people oh, say yeah. looting – like, when it's like, well, this store is, like, filling with water and they're right. taking food. Like, right. No, is th- that, that, that was the garbage like, cans, uh, ex- you know, soggy crackers. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's the way that people frame things. Yes. Um, makes a huge difference. And I would just say to everyone, like, qu- question some of these narratives in general when you hear them. Yeah. Like, the way that people talked about, like, Portland, Oregon, like, last summer, like, when the protests and things are like, oh, my God, it's a war zone. It's not. It's really not. Like, people talk, and the same with St. Louis. People talk about St. Louis being scary and dangerous. And it's like, yeah, if you're like a racist, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's such a like right wing brained way of like thinking about the world. Totally. And it's big. Bec- and I think really, truly, I think it comes back to like, hey, in your heart of heart, you know that if you didn't believe that you would be literally burned for eternity for doing this shit, you'd be doing it. And that's very disturbing. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think that anything happens after I die, and I still don't do shitty things right. like that. So Right. No, it's uh, it's very cur- Move, cat. What are you doing? <laughs> um, it's very curious to see, like, how even they would begin to formulate it in their own mind, because, like, they, I mean, we, like we said, they legitimately think that without the Bible, uh, they have no idea why atheists don't murder and commit. They, they truly, constantly. they don't. They find it really confusing. And I think part of it is like a, a self-justification of like, 
well, I have to justify being, you know, a Christian because it makes me such a good person. And, you know, again, it's, wait, so you wouldn't be a good person without this, even the baseline? And you believe that, like, anyone who's not a Christian, like, there's a lot of... That to me means, like, I'm sorry, inherently you're not a good person. Right. If the second that a consequence is pulled away, you would do something to hurt somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have to weirdly be a Christian to be a Christian, if uh, if I can, you know, uh, tautautalize for a second, um, I think that's very, very silly. Like, I think it's very easy for people to act, quote-unquote, Christian without some of the boring bits, uh, without believing in the Lord. Unless, you know, they literally think that you have to have what, like the Holy Spirit holding you back from your bloodlust or something like that? But the implication through this, as we we touch on like how bad the looting and, you know, people taking advantage of the chaos Rayford literally uh, says or thinks, is that, yeah, the world, and it it did for a second kind of take me out of it of like, would it be that bad, you know, forgetting that there are millions of Christians in America? Like, if you got rid of, like, all the Sikh people in, in America, it would cause a huge deal. Right. And if you got rid of all the fucking Christians, even okay. though, one, we would find out how many politicians aren't, which would be kind of sick. But that being said, that, like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> as we're finding out of how many of right-wing politicians die of COVID because they don't get the grift and they refuse the vaccines, yeah. whereas, like, they don't the understand how the grift, they don't understand how the grift works. Exactly. It's like, no, no, you're supposed to just say this shit and then live differently. Right. So there's gonna be hella- <laughs> So if you actually don't get vaccinated, you will die. Yeah. And there's hella, you know, pastors that are getting that, that check, but there's plenty of them that think they have to do the whole rigmarole and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta weep for them. So it did make me laugh to think, pfft, just because Christians are gone, what, like what, 35 million people disappearing instantly? Not that big a deal to me. Okay, well, my hateful self, you know that Twitter meme that goes around that's like what society would look like if X had or had not happened? Mm-hmm. It's like the future of flying cars. And yeah. I'm like, that's what it, if, if, if there was a world where like a Christian God like existed, he's like an alien or whatever, and they're all like, or he's like a God amongst gods, and he does like, okay, I'm gonna suck all my people off the earth. That would, like, how dope, <laughs> I'm sorry, how dope would it be if all the evangelical, like, fundamentalist right-wing well, Christians were just gone from the earth? That would fucking rule. It's, it's a, it's unfortunate. I wish it was real. <laughs> it's a false premise, though, because in so deleting all of them, you prove them right. Yeah, but if they're gone, then I don't care. <laughs> But so, it's worth it. So in this hypothetical, there is no tribulation. No, it's okay. just this. God is like an alien. Like <laughs> you guys got a lot of this part right, but you know, Paul was on fucking mushrooms, man. Yeah, man. Like, it's, like it's, yeah, we we zapped his brain way too hard. We I kept a- showing him. I had this like growth on my elbow and kept showing him, and his, he like could not fathom my form. The idea of Paul just actually have been in, like abducted by aliens and they like probed him and stuff and made him be crazy. <laughs> it's more likely that. I wish that was It's more real. likely than you think. Oh, anyway, sorry. That was a real tangent, but it's, it's not just, really a tangent. Yeah, it's not really a tangent because Rayford is like pontificating on it in his brain. Right. I mean, if they say this fact is how it would be, and we're like, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. again, it would be devastating to. Well, to lose just that many people. Right. Just in and especially how many politicians have to act Christian. There has to be so many of them that just accidentally are Christian. There enough. would literally be like three of them gone, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were going off like 
anyone who's sincere. Yeah, and then the rest of them would like Marjorie Taylor Greene would have to K-word herself and stuff like that. Or yeah, she'd have to think of some. There would be a whole QAnon subgenre of like left behind Christians that are like, no, this wasn't the rapture, and and everything would go back to normal in 13 seconds, and would probably be worse without our good friend the Antichrist. Like the Antichrist would. He's got to keep it even. Well, actually, (laughs) I think nowadays, like the Antichrist probably would be like a QAnon. And they would straight up like say, "We all missed Jesus," and or like, "What was taken was it not Jesus in the real rapture?" Right, right. It was like actually like they were they were bad for some reason or something. Yeah, uh, Kennedy's coming back. And- oh my god. <laughs> Ugh. Well, anyway, after Rayford has this mind journey of how bad everything is now because the Christians are gone, he finally sits down to talk about the rapture tape, or not to talk about to watch the mm-hmm. rapture tape. Yes. From the pastor. And again, thank you everyone who has sent these to us. Please continue to send them to us. Yeah, we'll save them up. And yeah. when we actually get our Patreon started, we'll, we'll watch some. Yeah, because I, I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun and also make us lose our minds, probably. Oh, for sure. So yeah, so Rafer sits down to watch the rapture tape from the pastor and we actually get real ass chunks of Bible verses in yeah. this part. You know, they probably waited till chapter 12 as a bit of beautiful scripture numerology oh they love they love the number 12 mm-hmm. 12 tribes of israel 12 so, disciples like we said here's where we get into like some hard shit yeah yeah so <laughs> after he talks about the whole like paul being like you know the corinthians like we will all be changed and blah 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 like i i have to say the first bible verse they include in this book is the most incomprehensible gobbledygook yes. Bible verse I think I have literally ever seen. It is like I almost want to read it. It's, it's be- so no, crazy. please do. It's beyond parody of how confusing it is. Like, because that's well, and it's funny because the pastor's like, "Well, this obviously means this," and I'm like, "Uh, what?" what? Okay. And then luckily, Ray Rayford is like, "This sounds like gibberish." Yeah, he does say that. So it's First Corinthians fifteen fifty one through fifty seven. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And yeah, literally, he's like, this sounds like gibberish to me. Yeah, which, and yes. <laughs> it is, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they had to have a meeting like, I mean, Tim, this is like, don't do that one. Like, no, you like got too you, much. You got to start esoteric. You know, people like a little razzmatazz. And I think this is where, like, if you don't actually, like, if you don't have the background of, like, actually reading the verses that people are talking about, you might think they're pulling from something more straightforward. Yes. And they're not. <laughs> no, that's the thing is, like, people always think that the the end times comes directly from the book like of Revelation. Like it's spelled out, but it's, but it's not. not. It's There's, just interpretation of it. Yeah, like, a fuck ton of it comes from, like, Ezekiel and Isaiah. A lot of us, yep, and they talk about that a little bit, I think. And actually, in fact, I think part of that Corinthians was quoting from gotcha. Isaiah or Ezekiel. The death, where is your staying? Grave, where is your victory? That's an Old Testament We're always thing. saying that, the Bible said. Oh, People yeah. are always saying this. Yeah, so it's just, it's a good thing to remember that 
this is really not pulling from anything specific. Right. And not that it super matters to you, the listener, but I think it is somewhat interesting to hit home. That is the first verse they chose to see. Oh, doesn't this make sense? Yeah, exactly. And, and it makes no sense. And they even admit that it makes no sense. And they're, you know, maybe <laughs> I'm giving them too much credit the same way I, I, I do when I bring up the, the Rayford flaw thing is like, are they trying to say that the pastor wasn't as sick as he should, like cool, sick parentheses good? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, not sick derogatory. <laughs> yeah, as he should have been and he should have like done something else. I don't think so. I think, I think there's probably an air of, no, it needs to be a little mystical and the, the rapture tribulation should be mystical, whereas the path to the Lord should be easy. See, I think that's interesting that you're thinking of it that way, because I don't even think they're that aware. I think to them, they're like, well, this is clearly what it means. Like, obviously, right? I think there's, I think there's a... But a, I guess Rafer being like, it's gibberish, but it's like, well, it's gibberish if you're not saved. I think there's a vibe of, of fun, weird, dork, crossword puzzle, mm-hmm, uh, riddle mm-hmm, solving mm-hmm. Christians here where, it's, oh, they love that. They it's love basically the like, riddles. why would you think in, in any other way? Like, I have found out my answer to this. Even that, that passage could mean anything. It could mean And what we know anything. a lot of is that a lot of the Bible was written in code so that these motherfuckers want to get murdered because one, it wasn't the Bible. These were just letters. Right. It was literally just letters. Letters and to like, their homies and oftentimes not even written by the people for whom we thought were, wrote it. There was like, oh, well, Paul's followers wrote for Paul when he was alive and then started writing for Paul when he was like dead. in his style. So we prayed on it and, you know, we want to make a lot of money. So now here's the Bible. It's fine. We're good. Well, it's just also like remembering that when the New Testament was written, Christianity was not a majority religion at all. And like, yeah, these are letters. Like, it's just, oh, okay, I can't even like fully <laughs> go down it. So <laughs> I wanted to bring up too, so the pastor in the tape says... Depending on when you're viewing this tape, you may have already found that martial law is in effect in many places. Emergency measures trying to keep evil elements from looting and fighting over the spoils of what is left. Governments will tumble and there will be international disorder. So again, like, Raver was already thinking about looting. Right. And then the pastor's like, oh yeah, there's going to be some looting. Yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be martial law. And again, like, I think I was just rolling my eyes, but if even like... 50% of the politicians who say they're religious are religious. That that is government collapse zone, right? Like it, oh, it, totally. it, we, we're in a King Ralph situation times 1000. I don't know what that means. So Ralph is a guy uh John Goodman and he was like 37th in line to the king. Okay. But like everyone died. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yes. Um, like dude, how well, in they're sitting on bleachers, I believe. Like in Battlestar Galactica, when the Minister of Education exactly, becomes the president. Exactly. That's exactly the vibe here. Um, I do kind of push back a little bit because it's like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think people would just kind of vibe and, t- so, and try to survive locally until things got their handle on. But that being said. America has a lot of Christians and probably had more quote unquote Christians in 1995. Oh, for sure. They definitely did. But here's another thing though, is just from my, uh, time experiencing conspiracy theorist type thinkers, they love talking about martial law and mm-hmm. things going, this is like so Alex Jones to me, like, and just like QAnon, right wing, like it, they really think anytime a big like crisis happens that the government will use it to put in place martial right, law. Right, right. This is the time that they wheel out the clone of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> exactly, exactly. She's 
pump full of adrenochrome. She is, is, is working with the New World Order. She's a meat bag full right. of, of Satan's soul or whatever. No, I just, I think this is all just like so rooted in just general conspiracy theory mm-hmm. thinking that I don't even think that they would like, admit or like or understand that they're pulling from that yeah it's just, but, uh, they're but, just so it's just so in the water but i think it sort of is pulling from two ways for a couple reasons one um it's very likely that a government which i think is oftentimes bad by the way would do something to consolidate power yada 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 just to get through um, okay but again times. now in covid times though we've been through literally a worldwide pandemic and that shit has not happened or has it no it hasn't <laughs> Like, we we so have the president like, tweeting, I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't, sorry, like, we, healthcare should be for everyone. Like, sir, you are literally the president. Well, what do you mean, Jack? I love those goddamn queers, but I can't. <laughs> I can't let I them can't, have marriage. I can't, like, that's not my job to, like, make sure they don't get punched it's or like, whatever. It's like, um, excuse me, sir, are you literally the president of the United States I, or not? I, I'm confused. I gotta get my speedball so I can talk on mic later. Oh, man. Uh, that being said, too, they're also, you know, Operating off of the 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 assumption that if there's a rapture, there there inherently is going to be the Antichrist. Oh yeah, well, so, and we're about to get into the Antichrist. So actually, th- it, it does piss me off a little bit more that you know, even in this this book that they're writing, they have complete control over. Yeah, they're right, which I'm like is very stupid of me. It's like, man, I can't believe Harry Potter went to wizard school. Tim, can you read this next quote that is from the pastor's? Rapture tape. Okay. And I want to talk about this. I'm glad well. this this guy's not in the book because he seems a He sounds so annoying. Strange as this may sound to you, this is God's final effort to get the attention of every person who has ignored or rejected him. He is allowing now a vast period of trial and tribulation to come to you who remain. <sighs> this is another reason why... Not only am I not a Christian, but I'm hostile towards Christianity mm. because this is so fucked up to me yeah. that God's like, okay, well, I'm not going to like tell you explicitly. I'm just going to keep making your life miserable and until you decide to become a Christian. And it's such a 180 of their logic of how God and salvation works because the what God could do is – Return to Earth and be like, hey, everybody. Hello, I am God. I am God. Let me tell you the deal. Instead, he's <laughs> like ratcheting up the oven. Yes. And murdering more and more people because, like, I mean, it, it's a God and everything that we have about gods and our media and, you know, uh, as silly as it might say to be like, here's what they thought of Battlestar Galactica or whatever. Well, um, but like a lot of that is based off just human nature, even in sci-fi and. Right. You're just like imprinting yourself onto a god. Right. So gods like to fuck with people and they need their, um, their, their worship to sort of be self-found. So it's like God is like, okay, I'm just tipping. T- sticking my toe in the show everyone I'm real pool without literally like being like, all right, here I am because then your prayers won't be worth it. But like all of you who die is, I'm fine. That's on it. you. Do you know what this is to me? This is, I want you to want to wash the dishes. Yes. God is doing passive aggression at us via the rapture and the tribulation. I did like that later in this chapter, I think, uh, or, or next one, I'm not, I don't remember, but basically there's like, uh, uh, Pastor Barnes is like, yeah, you know, I understand there's probably some of yes. you who aren't religious because you're <laughs> mad at God and, and that's fair. And I'm like, yeah, say it, say it louder. <laughs> yeah. I think the implication too is that there's a subset of, people in the first three years 
who know this is real but are just mad and yeah. they don't do anything about it. And then eventually, a lot of people know, yeah, we're in the end times, and you know, but we don't give a shit. We're we're, we're, we're on the actively other, we're on the other team. Right. We're we're taking the other side. We're actively rejecting. And I guess maybe the point is. You think that maybe the Antichrist has enough power to save you from the guy that is sending <sighs> wormwood. Like maybe and- you think that he's the real god. Yeah, because like I have no idea. Yeah, and I think he like also preaches like worship of self later on too. Yeah, that that makes sense. But like again, I, I thought you were going to bring this up. I think in the next chapter they basically talk about how like well God has abandoned Earth to Satan. He's just letting Satan yeah. do anything. And I'm like that's. Interesting to me. There's a lot. Did, was that like a thing in your church? I don't Man, feel like. I don't know. Like maybe they kind of implied that, but to me, that is really undercutting God. Like, I really but he's think, all powerful. So what? No, I, I think you get a lot of their Bible lore in these two chapters, and I think it's kind of weird. I think the I, they keep talking about the supernatural, like, and I don't feel like that was ever like. I guess I understand that the term supernatural means like anything outside of like yeah our normal world, but. I I feel like describing God as supernatural is really strange. Yeah, especially because, you know. That feels like it's for ghosts and, and ghouls, not yeah, for the Lord. For sure. Like, even Holy Spirit, you don't think of it. He's not actually a he's not, spirit. He's not a ghost. He's, he's not, not a, a real ghost. That was very important to understand, like, in my church. It's like, he's not a ghost. Stop calling him Holy Ghost. <laughs> he's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's different. But we even the way he talks about, like, oh, obviously all the babies are gone. And, like, bro. You guys have that shit is made up. No, like that is nowhere in the Bible. Oh, dude, and they talk about the like age. I think I, think I cut out the bullet point where they're, talk, they're talking about the, like the age of accountability yeah. being a thing. Like, and I think that's very interesting because they're like, well, when you're like a little baby, you can't fully understand everything to be saved, so you can't do it. But you will reach an age at some point where suddenly you do understand everything, and then at that point, right. then Jesus can throw you to hell. Sorry, little Billy. You're, Sorry, you you're seven years old, and you're gonna spend eternity in hell now. You you saw a dead body when you were younger, so you hit your age of accountability Yeah, before yeah, your you, friends. Yeah, you were actually four. It's pretty Sorry. fucked up. Sorry, brother. Hopefully you won't get, you know, hit by a car while you're riding your bike or whatever. And obviously the, the writers have an, an intention in the background, and obviously the characters have an intention in the background, so it makes sense but it's just really weird you i feel like they would have like a committee to make certain some of these things are consistent and, and sort well, of blandly non-denominational i think it is oh yeah well because huh. i don't think they want to i don't think they want to like like solid or but like Baptists i don't, I don't, don't think they sh- want to say there's a date or like an age or anything whereas i for my but understanding, I, I don't think like even well i don't I really think catholics i thought catholics there is like an age when you right your anyone first that communion. yeah anyone that baptizes kids inherently sort of believes in this sort of there's there's other reasons to do it don't 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 get at me yeah um but like there is an implication here that that's why you do it. And right. my experience is like, we didn't talk about shit like this. This was literally just the what if. This was never preached. Right. It was just like when people ask questions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- they didn't, they talked about the age of accountability at my church, kind of, which is probably also why I got saved when I was five, because I was like, <laughs> well, I kind of understand what they're saying, so I better do it, so I don't it, go to hell. It feels like it is broadly church doc- doctrine, right? But not the type that, you like drop on people. Well, and here's the thing, because Left Behind is written by like just like generic evangelical people. This is where I think like fundamentalism, like evangelical Christians are so different than Catholicism because Catholicism does have that structure of like mm-hmm. 
the top people who know what they're talking about have come together to decide this. Whereas the, like, evangelicals are very, they're, they're not like in a system together. Right. It's much more disconnected. So they can't be like, well, this is the time when this happens. It's more like, well, you just have to talk to God and right. like, figure that out on your own. So they keep it a lot more wishy-washy. Right. And that's part of the reason why we enjoy so much hearing y'all's specific backgrounds. Cause yeah, I mean, there's so much wishy-washy middle road. Yeah. Stuff here, but it does always catch me off guard when they specifically say something that is like, yeah, man, that's not consistent. People don't, not everyone believes that. And I really feel like this, like, non-centralized, that's what I was trying to look for. It's not centralized. And I think that this (laughs) works so well with things like QAnon and like conspiracy theories because you can't have, it's not like, there can't just be like, this is the truth. There has to be a lot of different opinions about Mm -hmm. the truth for it to keep like percolating and like, you know, evolving and like becoming powerful yeah. through time. So, so next, guys, finally. Thank God. It's time. Thank God. We're learning about the Antichrist Woo! now. So. You gotta have your Darth Vader. I'm sorry. Without you got to. Villain. It's like not interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. Nikolai Carpathia. I've been waiting for the you to The main show up. bad guy is like a car crash <laughs> in long lines. Am I right, everybody? So the pastor says, Scripture indicates that there will be a great lie announced with the help of the media and perpetrated by a self-styled world leader. Hmm. Let me warn you personally to beware of such a leader of humanity who may emerge from Europe. Which is just such an so insane line. specific. What are you saying? But that's, again, because they're pulling from all this weird shit of, like, all right, Macedonia and, like, well, <laughs> all this I, shit, like, that doesn't exist anymore. I swear it's also just, like, straight-up conspiracy theory yeah. stuff of, like, oh, like, the UN and, like, all that shit's in Europe and we don't trust Europe. Oh, yeah. Like, Americans, like, don't trust Europeans. I can't imagine. They're, like, what, they're, like, not godly. I can't imagine what the <laughs> vibe is overseas about the rapture oh if yeah. you told me only like what's going on in germany like what do like the german evangelicals think about this well depends i mean when i went to germany and stayed with some people some missionaries from our church they basically implied that like very few people in germany are christians including yeah. all the people who go to church every day and believe like old school religion stuff it's like we gotta do our rituals and, right. and it's just that's what you do so historic or whatever i don't I, I think it's a little silly to be like yet again these people who are like catholic adjacent right are yeah. not christians or whatever yeah. the, their implication was but that was like explicitly said to me when i was driving in the car with him i was like oh weird so like if you're an evangelical in germany there's non-zero chance that you were got by uh, the Americanized style mm-hmm. of like charismatic mm-hmm. uh, worship or whatever, so you might be the exact same, and you might be a little freak because you live in an area that doesn't really deal with that. So you are a minority there. So you're yeah. doing the like I'm persecuted kind of right versus you know, America, where like the majority of people are some flavor of that kind of Christianity, right. like grew up in it or around it. But culturally, you're that. But it's like these people—they're not talking about people that are atheists. They're talking about people who no. believe in God the wrong way. Yes, yes, and exactly. aren't little freaks about it. So I, I, I imagine the the throughput on. People who, you know, like the Venn diagram of people who believe in the rapture and aren't, you know, fucking freaks has to be so small. Oh, my God. Like, just absolutely a sliver in the middle of the Venn diagram. It's not in the Bible. This is not not in the Bible. Um, 
also, can we please talk about the connection between, like, the media will sell this to you? Oh, yeah. So that, yeah, again, yeah. is also super right-wing QAnon, like, don't trust the mainstream media. They're telling you lies, and they're totally. going to try to – they're going to state of the Antichrist. Totally. Yeah, I mean, that's a – like, I immediately go into Alice Jones' voice when I talk about it, because that's, like, literally, like, it's the same. They're the same. They're hey, from the same place. take a drink. The same shit's happening, right, man? Oh that's part of the reason why the draw to do this podcast was so interesting nowadays, because, yeah, the same shit is, is now happening. Now more than ever. And part of that is because these are the people who have been behind the scenes, caballing and making <laughs> everyone fucking maniacs. Yeah. Pastor also says, Tim, can you read this quote. That's why I warn you to beware now of a new leader with great charisma trying to take over the world during this terrible time of chaos and confusion. This person is known in the Bible as the Antichrist. Dun, dun, dun. Woo, Antichrist, we love you. It's also funny because, like, it's obviously Nikolai Carpathia, but, like, he's been, you gotta give the man his, his props. He's been behind the scenes grinding out that anti-war yeah, man, message. He's been slicing and dicing and wheeling and dealing in Romania and just yeah. biding his time maybe until he can take people. the national stage. Yeah, maybe make, take, take a dirt bath. Maybe, who's to say? Uh, <laughs> I do love that he's like, yeah, you, 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 you have a second chance, friends. No worries. That being said, <laughs> if you're a Christian now, they're going to fucking kill you <laughs> for fun. You might need to become a martyr. Do you like rocks being tossed at you or being um, beheaded? What's well, up? Tim, here's the thing. Christians do. They do. Oh they my God. are nutting over being martyrs at all times. They are sexually pissing and shitting thinking about <laughs> this idea. Like, obviously, they don't want to be left behind, but... Something that is so American about uh, the evangelical um, movement is this idea of martyrdom. and They, they love, love to be it. a martyr. They love to be persecuted for their beliefs, even though they're the mainstream. <laughs> right. And that's why they're like, oh, the church is shrinking because of the attacks on the left. And they're like, no, church is shrinking because it's boring and weird. Church is shrinking because you guys fucking suck. And you guys are bad. You're the worst people. And it's not true. <laughs> and it's not true. And you're the worst people. If you weren't the worst – if you like, if you guys were the best people – then it'd be like, okay, that kind of, I, whatever. You, you have really like good I barbecues. It. You're, yeah. It's pretty boring. But the people are really nice. Um, the, the majority of Christians are very, very bad. Yeah. And I say that flippantly because so many people, you know, would respond of like, well, then they're not real Christians. Sorry. Okay, well, there's no tough, such thing. Tough shit. Then that's what they identify themselves as. And to me, they're all Christians. So if you say you're a Christian, you're a Christian. Sorry. Yeah. yeah we don't, we don't play the real Christian no, bullshit because it's literally a logical fallacy. Yep. Um, <laughs> the pastor also is like, yeah, there's gonna be World War three. There will be a new thermonuclear war. But I'd love that, uh, Irene randomly went to this new hope church. Who has the most insane pa pastor? <laughs> the most pilled pastor of who's all time. Writing fan fiction <laughs> all the fucking time. Like, oh man, like this freaking prepper ass pa right? pastor. Oh my god, and for sure. It, like, he's got all the MREs in his basement. Although maybe he's not though, because he's like, well, I'm gonna be ruptured. So yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna get MREs and booby trap him so that no, <laughs> so that the, the sinners will not be able to get to them. <laughs> but again, this is not just this character saying it. This is the book saying it yes. to you. Yes. And sure, some of it is to make it a little sexier, a little dangerous. Like, but ooh. come on, man, this is exactly what they think is gonna happen. They do. And like again, this is what I want to stress, people that are listening to this. If you did not grow up evangelical, I want 
to make sure you understand, they literally believe this is going to happen. And they don't care. A thumor- they love the idea that a thermonuclear war yes, will want, wipe out me- millions when they're not that. here. And I think that, honestly, like, <laughs> we're recording this on August 13th, 2022. Like, literally a few days ago, a random dude was, like, trying to attack, like, the FBI because they went and, like, search Trump's fucking hotel. First of all, king shit. More king- people should be doing it. That being said. <laughs> we love it. Poor reason. <laughs> well, but it's just like, I'm just saying, like, those people are like, oh, hell yeah, it's time to go. I got all my 75 guns. Right. I got my MREs. I'm right. ready for the apocalypse to happen. They're and excited about it. This is why we call Christianity, not ironically and not, at, to be mean, a death cult. It is a death cult. They want to die. They want they collapse want other to happen. To die too. They want other people to die. They want collapse to happen. They they want the World War Three. Yeah, and that is why politics in America are the way they are because they literally like, well, it doesn't matter about climate change because God's going to come back totally, and the Earth is going to be destroyed. So who gives a shit? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, we have great news, though, everybody. Yeah. Um, Rayford becomes a Christian. Oh, guys, he's saved. He's all set now. And I was a little out, let down by how uh, straightforward the the, uh, the 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 prayer was uh, here. Yeah. It was just basically like, yeah, I'm a sinner. I believe no, that I'm, Jesus I'm, died for me. I'm a nasty, dirty little sinner. I'm a dirty little boy. And then, like, Rayford gets done. He's like... Well, that was easy, but I just kind of want to talk to God more. So he's like, I'm a little freak. I'm going to confess all my sins I'm a little, to you, I'm God. A little dirty little bitch. All yeah. Right? No, and he likes it. I think this is also, is this like, I'm going to say something really mean. Okay. Whatever. Um, being a Christian is cuck energy to me. <laughs> I mean, my man gets down on his hands and knees. <laughs> oh, I'm and sorry, Jesus. <laughs> there's nothing about prostrating yourself before someone else. Like, Sure, other religions do it, and that's homosexual uh, behavior. I, and, I'm, and I'm capturing them with, yeah. You uh, ever wash a dude's feet? Gay. That is gay to me. <laughs> it's uh, crazy, but you know, whatever. I, I think it's wild that Rafer's like, uh, I guess I get on my knees and fucking bow down with my face he on the took, floor. Took like half the fucking book to get saved. Yeah, Ray. I'm glad it's done now. Ray, do it. better. Come on, dude. Well, we do. We 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 have punished Ray now, so he's going to be a little more annoying and weird. Well, now he's a Christian, so he's going to be even worse. Yeah, <laughs> which is definitely true. So now we do a quick cut to Buck. Cool. Uh, and guys, he's going to actually meet with our Antichrist, Nikolai Carpathia. So that's how it's going, baby. All the uh, threads woo. are coming together. Everyone's- Steve Plank got him a meeting. Yes, yes. Steve Plank picked him up and. Uh, He's like, hey man, I'm gonna give you a freaking 
freaking thing. You know, I'll, I'll I'll pick you up from the freaking airport tomorrow or today. I don't know what time is anymore. Yeah, well, Buck is pretending to be George right. Oreskovich or whatever the fuck he's doing. Thank you for letting me talk to Carpeth. I am a Russian man. It's Buck, by the way. <laughs> like, Buck. Yeah, I'm Steve. I understand it, you weirdo. <laughs> Uh, Buck has this thought to himself. If there's one guy who's above these international terrorists and bullies, and even the dirt at the London Exchange in Scotland Yard, it will be this Carpathia. Didn't didn't he, like, sure, not give not- a shit about Carpathia, like, four chapters ago? Well, no, no, he was the one that was trying to convince uh, Steve Plank that he was a big deal. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so it was actually the opposite, but now Steve Plank is, like... Full yet. Sounds which like, we're going to get into a little bit more in the next Sounds chapter. like Buck is the media. He is the media. Sorry, Buck. Uh, now we go back to Rafer, and he is so excited about the Lord that he stays up late oh, reading so up funny. all the Gospels. That must be so weird to read all the Gospels back to back. Yeah. To be like, wait, they're yeah, saying the wait, same thing, wait, but it's a little kind of different. It's though. different, though. Is they're that bad? Like, wait, they seem to contradict each other. Wait a second. The Hold internet doesn't second. exist widely. I mean, it does, but, you know, let me go on AOL.com. Is it bad that Mark is different than Matthew? <laughs> No, it's like, fine. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, the first crack in the whole facade was realizing that the Bible contradicts itself. So yeah. I actually feel like reading, like actually reading and saying the Bible is the number one way to unchristian yourself. Is, uh, exegesis, is yes. that the comparing to? Exegesis is like just doing like deep. Like, dives, like part understanding of that can be, the meaning yeah. of it. Yeah, comparing is there a, it. Is there a more specific term for taking two stories and comparing how they uh, are? I probably, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I think that is. It, it can fall under exegesis. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. if you want to know a lot about this event, let's say Jesus raising Lazarus, yeah. uh, then you're going to touch base with the other accounts. You're going to read the, the, all the accounts. And then they're it. like, why is it only in the queer one? Yeah. Isn't isn't Mark kind of fruity? Isn't Mark the one that's kind of fruity? One of them is kind of fruity. One of them is like, <laughs> Jesus I, is constantly hanging out with his best dude friend. And I think that's the- They're washing I think, each other's feet. I think only one of them has the resurrection. Don't- Guys, maybe not. it's been a long time. I haven't like read in the New Testament. And the New Testament was never my specialty, TBQH. <laughs> I was more of a, a, a an Old Testament gal. I must have said, don't correct me, don't correct me. But again- I'm, But no, please don't I, correct me. I don't, There's differences. It's been I a long time. I don't care. I'm neutral. Because- Yeah. I just don't care. But I think it is sort of interesting, the idea of reading all four back to back. And I don't know how long that would take. I don't think he could do it tonight. I think it would take longer than that. Because there's like and he's also like what's the Bible? Like <laughs> he doesn't know anything. He's gonna be constantly like looking up definitions of shit. Yeah. So like, what are they talking about? I think you just have to go smooth brain and just be like, all right, I guess this dude healed a girl that was on her period or something. I don't know. <laughs> he he put some demons in pigs and made them all jump right. on a cliff. Okay. This guy's he beat the shit out of a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just fucking killed it. I um, think it's cool though. That's pretty sick of him. So, yeah, so, so a thing that came up in this chunk of the chapter to me was that Rayford's all like, okay, cool. Well, now I'm going to go to heaven with my wife and son, but I really want Chloe to be there too. And to me, it's like, how could you possibly be happy in heaven if you know your sweet daughter Chloe is roasting in hell for eternity? Yeah. Like, does God just like brainwash you when you go to heaven? Like, in Christian, like concepts or like do you just become like well god said she should burn forever so i'm actually happy about this right that's a good point like there is no sadness in heaven but there has to be some of like i'm so happy but why 
I'm so sad that you that my they, beloved daughter Chloe is even roasting. if it's like a pity sad, but that's sort of part of the vague. Like this isn't preach, but this is what you, they say when you ask them too many questions. It's like, well, yeah, you probably don't remember anything. <laughs> you probably don't remember your your silly daughter Chloe. You're happy is, to see your beautiful wife, which is but. crazy to me because what you're saying is like you can't acknowledge reality in order to be happy in this hmm. scenario. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. So weird. Um, so Rayford goes to church. Chloe's like, no thanks. I'm no, not gonna go with Sounds you. bad and um, boring. I might watch the video, but that also sounds bad and boring. And Chloe, you're correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, you are in the end times, so I'm with you, girl. Wait a little bit longer, but. Yeah. Like, I just had the, the thought again, just about our conversation in previous episodes, like, fuck. I'm in the rapture. I have to be a Christian now. Yeah, you gotta be. But the thing is, God knows if you don't say it sincerely, so you can't just say the words. It doesn't work. You gotta mean it. You gotta mean it. So, Rafer goes to church, and basically it's the same spiel that uh, Bruce Barnes has already told everybody. Oh, I love the fact that he was not on the pulpit where anyone could see him. Like, what are you saying? Like, like, I don't deserve to be in the pulpit. He's standing on the ground in front of the first pew with a microphone, so a full 60% of this audience can't see okay, him which I can't is see you. which is like packed to the gills okay also like other people stand in the pulpit you dumbass you dumbass you probably stood in the pulpit you dumbass i've stood at the pulpit before like if you're like doing like a like the the choir director would be there whoever's like leading Jennifer, songs it kind of sounds like you're bringing glory upon yourself right now uh, yeah yeah you know that was a big issue at our church i can't remember if we've talked about this on this podcast but i'm just gonna just do it anyway one of the first times Tim came to visit the church that I grew up in. Somebody performed. And of course, you know, someone performs. They get done. They did a good job. They did a job. What are you going to do? Clap. You're, you're going to clap for them. Not in my church. No. Not in my church. Eerie you, silence. If you clap, that's bringing glory to yourself, not to God. So the only thing you can say is amen. <laughs> I think it's... it's so, so, so... The person performed, and I could see that Tim was revving up to clap, and I, I like, reached my hand over to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you Slow can't. motion, grab my hand. No. And also, I have a super loud clap. Oh, my so. God. Tim is the loudest. Maybe the, I, Honestly, I think you should go in the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> for your your shattering clap. So that would have been saved me from getting fucking yeah, you like, mercy killed. Yeah, you. Yeah, they would have definitely stoned you if you had done it. Um, but uh, so while all this is happening, Bruce Barnes says a thing that I think is very interesting. He says, I know many of you may still be skeptical. You may believe what happened was of God, but you still don't like it and you resent him. Hell for yeah. It. If you would like to come back and vent and ask questions this evening, I will be here. But I choose not to offer that opportunity this morning because so many here are brand new in their faith and I don't want to confuse the issue. So what you're saying is I can't actually be truthful about things because people might not believe anymore if they I hear it. Don't don't yell. I, I agree with him because this is the first Sunday after the goddamn rapture. Where everyone's walking in like zombies, I think you kind of have to keep it very focused. I guess, but to me, I'm like, but that's the crux of it. If I can't get these questions answered, then I do not want to be saved. This is a, yeah, even though I agree with him, this does remind me of the time on like a fucking Thursday of science class and that we weren't going to have it on Friday. Um, I was like, yeah, but real quick, I know that we're, we just got done doing the cocaine chapter, but. <laughs> I need to know what are the downsides of smoking marijuana. Um, I, I, I didn't say it quite like that. And Wait, this was at your Christian school? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was just like, 
um, excuse me, it seems like weed is rad. Well, I didn't say that. But, <laughs> but, but underneath. Right, right. You're like, so what's the catch? What's the catch? <laughs> because it, it really just seemed like, okay, these hard boys, sure. Yeah. You're on like, a, I get it. I Coke, get it. That's bad. That's not Meth? <laughs> we don't like it. <laughs> but weed doesn't seem that bad. And also. It's just a plant, bro. But Miss Hints hated me. And because you were asking questions, no, nah, she just thought it was annoying, and she would talk shit about me. <laughs> what? Good yeah. teacher? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm I, gonna go fight her and punch her. <laughs> I think she was just an angry person that was a lesbian and couldn't. Oh, uh, live that could her. be. That could be because she was at a Christian. Yep, school. her and her roommate. Oh uh, no! The, you know, there's Man, there, there's a I handful. Was of, kick, I was ready to kick her ass, and now I feel sad. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of quote unquote stereotypes here that probably are unchill. But I think there's whatever. I think no. it's a possibility. And regardless, they exist for. A reason. I mean, there's a lot of people in the the, the Christian faith who are politely flaming and yeah. uh, um, ignore like it. All the organists at all the churches across <laughs> the South. Do you like, know why Southern people sound the way they do? It's so that the gay people can go there and not get in trouble. Yeah, it's like everyone Well, I just love you so much. Yeah, they just sound like that. Like the guy that was my piano teacher who lived by himself with his mom and it was like, Mr. Harris was definitely on, gay. Brother. He was definitely gay. It's like, no shade if that's how you want to live your life, but if you're doing this just because you don't want God to be mad at you, come on, I'm, I'm weeping over here. Uh, anyways, I was like, hey man, I know that the rapture just happened, but I really need to know what the, the negatives, cause we talk about like the vague, yeah, it's like, what, yeah. how, like it was in, in parts. It was like, okay, here's the vague part of <laughs> like actually how you might encounter it, you know, like, is it in a plant? Is it an edible? Is it in a right, fucking right, right. melted down the spoon for like some of the various other ones? And I was literally like, what are the downsides? And she was like, wait till next week. And just being like shooting at me. I'm like, it is a little weird that one, when we're in the drug chapter of our science health yeah. book, um, you are not hitting home the negatives of the most it's, common one. Yeah. That feels to me before the weekend. Because I knew I was going to hang out with my cousin oh. who smokes weed oh. and was going to offer me weed. And I wanted <laughs> to know. <laughs> like, I really sincerely want to know if this is bad for me because I'm kind yeah. of thinking about doing it. So weirdly, because I was such a P word and she didn't tell me, I didn't do it. You're like, I can't do it because it might be bad for me. And then I came, you know, next week. I'm like, that's it. Really? Really? Like, it just makes you, like, kind of, like... What if you're near a banana bread, dear children? And you eat too much of it! You'll get a tummy ache, like, okay. What if you sit down on the couch and then you don't want to leave it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the horrors! I feel like even with my weak uh child Christian brain, I was kind of, like, mad about it. This like, kind of seems stupid. Maybe I should have smoked the weed there. You probably should have. Maybe I should. I don't know. My, my cousin's kind of a wild guy. So... Um, Let's let's wrap this chapter up real quick. Uh, Raper goes to lunch with Bruce Barnes. They decide to become BFFs. That was really weird because you realize that the book lets you – sometimes books do this thing where I, I, I do point it out that to even point it out is a little stupid because it's like, oh, isn't it interesting that the main character of this book has interesting things happening to them? <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why they're the main yeah, character and not works. that other guy. <laughs> the, the, like this book is boring. Nothing's happening. <laughs> they Ray is the main character because of the things for which happened to him. Yeah. Happened to him, you dummy. And he's got to have. He's got that pilot career. That's true. But Bruce it Bart did, is like I need him as my. It friend. did feel a little weird that uh, Bruce was always like, "I need you on my team, baby. Please, please come hang out with me. I need a friend. I need you to be one of my deacons." And Ray is like, "I'll do it, but I, as long as there's no leadership." Cool. But then he's also like, oh, by the way, I've talked to a lot of other people. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, still, yeah. He's yeah. just one of the crew. 
It was interesting that on the most important Sunday of many people's lives, Ray was the one chosen. But besides that, you know, again, it's it's a book. I mean, Bruce, he just must have vibed with him, you know? Ray's cool. I mean, he's hot. He's, he's a, tall. He's a pilot. He's a pilot. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then Raper gets a call from Hattie that's like, oh my God, Buck is dead. He's dead. He's dead. We yeah. Know he's not dead. She gets, he gets home and he's like, I'm going to tell Chloe. And then Chloe's like, this crazy, hysterical woman called. Oh, this shrieking woman called. Yeah. And yet another weird interaction with Hattie being like, remember that guy? And then Ray's like, Kind of, yeah. no. Like, why is she telling him this? Like, does she have no other friends? I just, it just, yeah, it feels like. They wrote her to exist with no other friends. It feels like Hattie knows she's in a book and she's writing Buck Ray fan fiction. Yeah. And she keeps wanting <laughs> yes. to like, connect, like, oh my God, it was so funny if you went to that coffee shop. Like, wow. Yeah. Chapter 13. <sighs> the, the beginning of this chapter is just breathtaking to me because. Buck is chilling at JFK Airport, writing his own <laughs> extremely annoying this obituary. This is so weirdly self-indulgent for oh, a fake it's character. so crazy. This is just nails why Buck is a Gary Stewart. <laughs> he, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to believe that this dude won a Pulitzer at the Boston Globe before he started working at Global Weekly when he was 25? Because he's been at Global Weekly He's 30, he's been there for five years, and before he came to the Global Weekly, he'd already won a Pulitzer at 25. Mm. Bullshit. I don't believe it. It's well, not possible. do you think that the very next year, um, Stephen, Stephanie Welsh won at the age 22? Isn't that interesting? I mean, like, it, like again, I'm, I'm sure there are people who've won a Pulitzer that are young. Yeah, but they're, they're probably, like, really boring and not worth being in a sick book about uh, the apocalypse. Just, book is always just the best boy at every single thing he tries, and... And it's also funny, because... I hate it. Boston Globe is always like, you know how bad the church is? Let's fucking yeah. get them. <laughs> yeah, like, doing, like, investigative journalism. That being said, it was the Catholic Church, but whatever. Well, yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, there's a whole... Oh, the other thing I want to talk about in this is that the obituary blames the explosion on Northern Irish terrorists. <laughs> like, okay, I guess. Like, and your note here says the troubles last until 1998. Yeah, so I guess it's like still kind of in that time, but yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I guess that is a sort of when does Dairy Girls take place? I mean, it's around that. Time. Okay, so that's yeah, fair. it's like the 90s. Yeah. you know, it's because this is like 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and it's it's a vague, probably like ninety seven comes out ninety five, right? Or like two thousand or something. Yeah, like that. we don't know because it's a different world, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, I just thought it was funny they had to get in the like, well, it was Northern Irish terrorists. Yeah, which is <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. It's barely worth even figuring it out, other no. than being like, yeah, this book came out at a different time. Yeah, That's why there's v- there, VHSs are to Irish car, yes, or, you know, yes, car bombs yes. as, you know, whatever. It, it just made my eyebrow go up, like, okay, like, you're just trying to be like, oh, well, what could cause an explosion in England? Uh, well, Northern Irish terrorists, I guess. Well, they're also trying to cover up the death because, you know, my man knows that his Scotland Yard guy was murdered. So right. <laughs> he's like, yes, yes, boy, I will, I will cover it up and say that those dang Irish are up to their old tricks. They're up to their old bomb tricks again. Uh, then we flip over to Rayford, and he's decided to tell Chloe that he had a crush on Hattie for some reason? Like, there is why this, are there, you saying this? There's a weird vibe of, you know, reconciliation that does have some trauma dumping to it. I, I mean, 
I don't um, want to know both any- negative and positive, but doing it to your children is is little weird. That being said, it's incredibly important for non freaks like Rayford to do as well. So I, it feels like a bad idea right now, but it really literally feels like I just became a Christian, and just like I annoyed God with all my sins, I need to annoy my daughter. I need to dump my, I need to unload on my daughter for some reason. And tell her who was making my dick hard. Like, <laughs> why are you saying this? this so when I jacked as, off, I didn't yeah, think of your mom. I, I was thinking of this other girl who's like a little bit older than you. Yeah. <laughs> just like the but anyway so the, the thing is like this is like such a big deal in this chapter because Raver's like I am going to tell Chloe that I was lusting after another woman but then like the conversation is like about something different he hasn't even like gotten to that point yet so they talk about how like Chloe agreed to go to the skeptics meeting at church but she left halfway through because she's like this yeah. is bullshit and I'm mad as fuck that we didn't have a, a, a scene from that yeah meeting. Chloe asking like really good questions <laughs> and Bruce being like oh, I don't know but and then people just being pissed like they know that there's no good answer and just being dicks about it like yeah. I actively want more people to die <laughs> and I know that God is real and then I'll God probably really be sucks. I'm gonna be super safe and wear like a bike helmet at all times but I'm just angry yeah, so, so they have a general conversation, um, and we're, once again, Chloe makes extremely good points that Rayford does not have answers for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part, I don't understand all that either, Rayford said. But like Bruce said last night, we live in a fallen world. God left control of it pretty much to Satan. <laughs> oh, brother, she said. Do you wonder why I walked out? Yeah, yeah. she's right. <laughs> she's fucking right. Like, ooh, well, God's in control, but he lets Satan do bad stuff because... It's such a fucking cop-out answer to say that things are bad on Earth because of Satan. When you believe in God. It is such like, an insane Is he not more powerful than Satan? Then he's letting him do that, which means it's his fault. But I'm sorry. Satan was God's boyfriend, so he is kind of like, <laughs> all right... I just, this is where, um, I was joking with Tim earlier because I, I saw some tweets going around recently and they were like, we have, we have to bring back internet atheism <laughs> where we talk about the flying spaghetti monster and stuff like that. And Your like, sky daddy and shit. Sky daddy. And I'm like, honestly, I do think we were too nice to evangelical Christians. We were like, oh, like, you know, you do your thing and I'll do my thing. No, I'm sorry. We need to shame them more often because they, this is what they make and they should feel ashamed for it. <laughs> There's another thing that's really interesting to me in this chapter, which is that there's this huge emphasis, and this is like throughout the book, that you don't need to understand something to believe it. And I think that is at the core of why evangelical Christianity is so fucked up and why it's so dangerous. Because to them, the whole like, oh, you just have to take it by faith and like maybe it's not logical, but you believe it and that is good in and of itself. Yeah. Meanwhile, also saying that the Boreans in the in the Bible are really good because they kept asking questions because they're not just taking – right. The apostles There's a word line. for it. And There's it's a like, line. okay, it's good when they do it. It's bad when you keep doing it because you're annoying me and we have to get to like the church. You, sh- you should only ask questions if your desire is for it to make Christianity yes. real. Yes. If you ask a question with doubt in your heart, that's bad. If you are asking because you both want to end in the same <laughs> location, which is God is good and stuff, yeah. then that's good. Like, or if you're trying to do like apologism where you're like, right. well, the atheists all say this thing and I need an argument against it. Yeah. And when that's I, the only kind of questions that they are okay with. Yeah. And when I was a Christian, my thought on the matter was, I mean, do I really want to be associated with an other, like a, 
above the world, other dimension deity who works in mysterious ways that I can fathom. I don't know. I don't think I necessarily want to be part of a religion that like figured God out. But that feels also like a cop out as well. Yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This feels like to me. This is all just such bullshit. Because like, so you want to not have evidence for the things you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's all good. I can hear. That's Brother, all I can hear. It's faith, baby. You need faith. You don't like faith? That's fucked up. I'm like, wow, you're going to hell. Next, Steve Plank picks up Buck in disguise nice from the hat. airport. Yeah, Buck's like got like two days of a, uh, of a beard growth and blah blah blah. And they have a little combo about Carpathia, and all of a sudden, guys, Steve Plank is all in on Nikolai Carpathia. Oh, fuck. The media. At it again. They're at it again. Uh, can you read this little bit from Steve here? Carpathia is impressive, Steve conceded. He's handsome as a young Robert Redford, fifth time mentioned. <laughs> they won't stop talking about Robert Redford. Why? Tim hey, you have a crush Calm on him? Calm down. Hey, stop being horny for Robert Redford. And this morning he spoke in nine languages. So fluently you'd have thought each one was his native tongue. The media is eating him up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, guys. Remember when the pastor was saying that the media bing bong, boom bong, would, boom bong, boom bong. would help the Antichrist? Yeah, we're we're, we're we're in it, gang. This is where they're, like, setting it up and stopping vague and coy. It's like... <laughs> The previous paragraph. There's gonna be this motherfucker the media likes, and man, they like, all he's gonna, love him. he's gonna do some government stuff. And then next chapter is like, Very my name's Steve, I work for the media, and I love this guy. And I love the Antichrist. <laughs> uh, and this word is extra funny because Buck is like, no, hold on a second, Steve. Which languages? Is it that Nikolai Carpathia speaks? Oh, what? It turns out that it's the six languages that the United Nations plus Three languages from his own country? Hmm. Huh. Wow. Seems like he's kind of a UN simp that wanted to just be there one day. Sounds, I don't trust him. Sounds like maybe he's looking to be in charge of the New World Order. Feels like he was like a little 10-year-old being like, Daddy, teach me uh, uh, Mandarin so I can one day rule the UN and, and sacrifice a pig <laughs> on an altar. He's young Sheldon with the Antichrist. <laughs> That's... <laughs> So offensive, <laughs> Jennifer, that I don't even have time to begin. Well, am I wrong? <laughs> Just saying. I can't with this. All right, let's go. I've upset him too much. We have to cut back to Rayford who's flying to Atlanta. Because Rayford, there's like, it came up in like earlier chapters, like he's flying to Atlanta and Chloe's just going to like ride with him in the airplane for some reason. It's which, fun to ride with daddy. Yeah, it's like, you're not even like near him. Like, well, why are you doing remember, this? Remember, this is 1995 where you could like walk in yeah, with like that's a gun true, that's true. and a yeah. bowl of like clam chowder. <laughs> that's true. Like, here are all my liquids. They're way bigger than three ounces. <laughs> well, the, one of the most anachronistic things of this chapter or of this book Way more than like his weird modem is the fact that they have a two hour layover in Chicago, which is more than enough time uh, to yes. leave the airport and get to get food. Yeah, that also made my brain break. But then I was remembering <laughs> this is pre 9 11. You maybe the things, were able to do that then. The things that we have given up, dear listeners, it wasn't that long ago. The humiliation of taking <laughs> our shoes off. <laughs> Left Behind was written in a better world, in a pre 9 11 world. Uh, so they drive to Atlanta, or drive, they fly to Atlanta. They drive the plane to Atlanta. They drive the plane to Atlanta. <laughs> and then they get in a cab to go to lunch and have, like, the weirdest 
interaction with this random woman who's a cab driver, which is very progressive of them to make yeah. a lady a cab driver. Yeah. I'm surprised they were like, oh, she's black because it's Atlanta. I'm doing it again. I'm a good oh, guy. I wasn't even thinking that. I don't no, know. I'm saying I'm oh, glad. I'm surprised they didn't. they did. Well, she had a very fake like Southern accent. Like she's saying like over yonder and like, right. you know, like I guess people do say that, because but I'm I don't f- buy it. I don't buy it. Because I'm a fool or maybe I was distracted by Jennifer. I was like, who in Chicago speaks like this? <laughs> no, Tim, they're in Atlanta. Which makes a lot more sense because they live in Chicago. Yeah, they live there. Yeah. Um, the cab driver's like, hey, can I take you out of the way to show you this fucked up parking garage where all the cars <laughs> were stuck in them? Uh, incomprehensible. Like, why? Why did this happen? Uh, hi, uh, there's a cool dead bug. You want to go see it? Yeah, that's really. Was he a ghoul? Was like, he a dead body? <laughs> the implication is shit like this happens everywhere. But this one was so bad, this parking garage, because of a baseball game was letting out at the time. I don't, why is this here? Why is she showing this? Here. Like, what is this even, like, what are they, like, what is the point? What is, truly, what is the point? I mean, she seems folksy and chatty, so maybe she's like, I just want to look at the fucked up car garage. I mean, what, I, that does seem on brand for a cab driver. Like, cab drivers, you, you just don't know. Like, you never know what they're up to. You don't know what you're going to end up to. But I think... I think the actual point of this part is her basically being like, yeah, I believe in Jesus and I'm saved now. You would be crazy if you didn't believe it. And Rayford is like, wait a second. You're here, he says internally, and you're a Christian and you don't feel weird about talking about (laughs) trying to get people to become Christians like I am. Uh, I got to be more bold like this lady cab driver. Who's who's a cab driver, parentheses, lady. Yeah. So that happens and has like no impact on anything. (laughs) All. Yeah, very, very weird. It, it still feels very much like, if you don't believe in God right now, you're an idiot. Like you're this character fool. I invented. Braveheart has his little special lunch to be like, okay, Chloe, I was jacking off daddy, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Chloe's like really pissed about it, which also is like kind of confusing to me. I, I don't know. Like, it's like, okay, well. I like, think it's a traumatic thing to hear about in one of the most emotional uh, half weeks of your life. Uh, and it yeah, is a I mean, little your mom's weird. gone. But like, why would you tell her? Why are you saying this? Right after she just lost her mom, like, by the way, I wasn't super into her sexually, so I just needed to be honest with you and let right. you know. Because. Why are you saying this? Because he's basically <laughs> confessing his sin to her so that he feels better. Like, but he didn't really do anything. Like, bro, this is not the Catholic Church. You don't have to do confession. Right. Say he, it to God. He didn't talk about necking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't tell her about that, the little freak. So uh, <laughs> she says, so now you're going to switch from hitting on her to preaching at her? And uh, Rayford wanted to punch her in the throat. He literally, like, in the text, it's like he wanted to slap her for saying that. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow, I thought you were a Christian. Because she's making fun of him and being like, are you telling me this because you're going to go fuck her now? And he's like, what the fuck? How dare you? How dare I'm you gonna say marry, that? I'm going to marry someone else in the book, I guess. I am your father, and I am telling you about being horny for another woman, but how dare you am I? I have needs, and your mom was such a fucking weirdo. She was so frigid. She wouldn't suck it anymore. You're a bitch. Can you blame daddy? And, you know, Chloe is like, I did bad things, too. Don't ask. Don't ask me. Don't ask. I, you know, was like, I had one sip of Goldschlager. Yeah, she had. <laughs> you know, at Stanford. Yeah, she, like, <laughs> kissed a girl, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even think this book is even, like, conceiving of that. 
Like, yeah, she probably had a, a natural light. I'm actually really curious now. Does homosexuality come up like at all in this book? Series? It has to, right? I don't know that it will. I think they just like ignore that it is a thing. Hmm. Like they might like vaguely be like it's evil, but, right? Like, like I have to feel like Carpathia in the second half of the story is get his hog like, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, my dude, and and my, my Jonathan, what is his name? Jonathan Stonagol, oh. Todd Cothran, are all they're doing an orgy <laughs> with the Antichrist. Well, I mean, yeah. Later in the book, they kind of go through a list of things that are evil, like gambling and strip clubs and rock and roll music. So I can only imagine that there's like. <laughs> boys and girls are like boys and boys and girls and girls I'm can sure, get married I, now by the yeah, way yeah i'm sure i'm sure it comes up but i do think it's interesting i would not be surprised if it doesn't come up that much because i don't what think if, they want to acknowledge it what all. if one of the tribulation force is a gay couple and everyone's like mm. we accept you actually no, that's not gonna happen no no no, no that not, not in a million oh, no, years no, no, no. <laughs> if you're gay you're going straight to hell yeah it's bad it's icky in the bible chloe is like judging Rayford and he basically he's like listen I want to meet with her and hopefully get her saved and like okay, okay. whatever do Weird. I need to re- leave the room while you ravish her sexually and he's like bitch shut up <laughs> he wants to slap her so bad you're being bratty right now and she's, she's like, like All right, fair that's kinda, fair I kinda am I am being bratty right now cause I wanted to hurt you and I did it so succeeded and I'm not a Christian so I don't have to not do that daddy legally it's bad that you wanted to slap me but I'm allowed to be a shit head at you okay? I think that Chloe needs to like really like take advantage of the situation right now and she just be really shitty to him and be like I'm not a Christian put a fake book in one of Irene's God books of like Christians buy their daughter uh, <laughs> an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, we finally Woo! got into the part that I've been dying for. Woo! Buck and Steve are going to the UN to hear Nikolai Carpathia speak to the General Assembly. And it's oh my god, really confusing and funny and uh, uh, not. Co- it's confusing why it's written the way it is, not actually confusing, because Buck is like, bro, Steve, he's not going to let me in with my fake credentials uh, that you got from me because he's, a, 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 you know, like an attention whore. And he's like, no, no, this guy's different. I saw him talk He's yesterday. real. He rocks. He yeah, kicks ass. Yeah, Steve has a crush on him now, so he's like fully on Carpathia's side. He's not going to let me in, man. Like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And, and since Buck's supposed to be dead, he like basically hangs uh, out in the back. And doesn't go in the room, which is so fucking funny. Yeah, he's like trying to lay low because he's he's taking advantage of the fact that everyone thinks he's dead right now. Um, and it's sort of a test for Carpathia because again, he thinks that Carpathia wants to talk to Buck because Buck is is such a good boy, right? And has won so many Pulitzer prizes and 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 covers of the global and Hemingway Weekly. prizes mm-hmm. and like oh my god, so many things, so many things. Which I by the way, the Hemingway Prize is for like covering wars. All he did was saw God kill a whole bunch of Russian people. I don't think he deserves it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So the plan is to watch him do the speech, and then they're going to do an interview with him afterwards. So Steve and Buck go to watch the speech. Carpathia comes in. Oh, my God. He's mm. 6'2". He's blonde. He's tan. He's handsome. He has no notes. <laughs> no notebook with him, and the people are gagging for him. This is uh, probably... Explicitly the weirdest part of all of these books, by the way. It makes zero sense. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, he had sideburns, which, you know, maybe 95 I, is like, I, guess, what, I don't know. I mean, I guess people have different 
uh, definitions for what a sideburn is, but I imagine not very long. But uh, it was very funny his physical description and and just Buck being like, oh, "Okay, this bitch, he doesn't have oh, notes. He, oh, all right, all right. I bet oh, one of his hot. <laughs> oh, I bet his aide is gonna give him notes. Oh, he's not. Oh, okay, what? Uh, and then okay, so so things. I feel like we need to like writing list of like what do we know about the Antichrist? <laughs> he's he's hot. tall and blonde and hot and tan. He looks like Robert Redford. He looks like Robert Redford. He doesn't need notes. And now we get another piece of information about how the Antichrist is, which is that he does not use contractions and he carefully enunciates everything he says. <laughs> My name is Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> like, what a, like, weird... I am here to tell you, and then he just switches to Mandarin halfway through. Like, whoa! Uh, yeah, the no contractions thing was something that I have made jokes about for the past 20 years. It's... Objectively hilarious. <laughs> to be like, oh wow, he's, he's really impressive because he doesn't use contractions. Right, he, they're basically. He does not use contractions. <laughs> I think the impl- implication here is that like, using contractions is low speech. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, but yeah, generally, everybody here at the UN is like, nutting and crying over Carpathia and they like, love him and his fucking boring speech that he's giving. Yeah. Uh, he. <sighs> Tim, how would you even begin to describe what this fucking speech is? Like, like he just, to me, it feels like he's just saying a lot of things to prove he knows things. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's that, the answer to that question is twofold. What is happening in the book and what it actually is. What it actually is, is, um, Nikolai Carpathia, uh, tapping into the Satan juice to read the Wikipedia article <laughs> for yes, 19, yes. uh, UN parentheses what is 1995. The UN? It, so here's the thing. Not even the Wikipedia. My man is looking at the encyclopedia yeah. <laughs> about what the UN is. I like to straight up feel like that Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins were like, okay, we're going to go to the encyclopedia. We're going to go to our CD-ROMs encyclopedia yeah. to look up the UN and get information about Because his this. speech is kind of about unity, but also about how sick the UN is and how... We fucking love the UN. You know, in 1994, the year the International Monetary Fund... 1944. World, 1944, the year the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank were established. Um, you like, know, he's basically using dates and being like, hey man, this is a group that was put together to avoid war. And again, conspiracy theory alert. Um, conspiracy theorists hate the World World Bank and the, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Like, so I feel like there is a very intentional uh, thing in this book where they're like, we must connect the Antichrist to these these organizations that we think are evil. Yeah, but like for conspiracy they, theory reasons, are they saying the UN's bad too? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so. they think no. This is again. This is Alex Jones shit. They think the UN is bad, and they think that the UN is going to take over everything. They think that the UN is going to go in and like make martial law be in effect. They should. So, so it's just again, it's like these little like dog whistle like red flags for conspiracy theorists, and like mm. that to me just shows like how deep this stuff is in Tim LaHaye's conception of the world. Yeah. And and these conspiracy theories were happening back in, you know, 94 as oh well. My God. Or? It's been, oh, it's been it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um but again, the the speech is vaguely just like how sick is the UN that it was set up after World War II vaguely? Yeah, we love and it. here's all these dates, and it is such an honor to be speaking here. We hate and, war. We hate it. We 
it's yeah, really weird that like this organization whose main goal is to avoid war war three is somehow bad, by the way. Um, but then he sort of like switches into like he's still kind of talking about how cool the UN is, so then he just like alphabetically <laughs> lists all the countries. <laughs> I think I don't even think he's I don't even know if he was listed just UN countries. I think just UN's because the implication oh, is it's just the people that are there I guess so yeah so we're supposed to be insanely impressed by Nikolai Carpathia just listing all these countries without notes which Main, like yeah I guess that is impre- it's impressive like yeah it's impressive to memorize the thing but it doesn't really mean anything but have you seen like these kids do those spelling beads they yeah. spell like the weirdest words like yeah if I like sat down for a few days i could memorize all the countries too like am i supposed to be impressed by this he also (laughs) is switching back and forth between one of his nine languages which sounds so annoying uh to me because like you're the you know complete cavalcade of interpreters whose job is to interpret and he's like god like all right now he's speaking mandarin so fuck what is he saying now so it's it's the way that they don't even try to say that this is not the world's most boring speech. They act like everyone is losing their minds over this. Over Nikolai Carpathia literally just listing countries. Alabama. And, Arkansas. <gasps> like, everyone is, like, standing and clapping and crying. Like, yeah. every time a country gets, like, named, that people from that country, like, stand up and are, like, clapping. And there is part of this that I think the closest to it that makes sense is that they are so close to the disappearance of millions and millions of people on the earth. So everyone is scared and they want unity. And, uh, but again, he's just going like Albania. Like he's literally just doing a list. Like it sounds like the most boring speech of all time. But eventually as he gets deeper into the letters, people start clapping for their own country in a sense of like both. Like, yeah. Nationalism, but unity with the UN. We're, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a quote. More than five minutes into the recitation, Carpathia had not missed a beat. He had never once hesitated, stammered, or mispronounced a syllable. In the part that That's we're not, how you know he's Satan. And <laughs> <laughs> the part that we're not spelling out as much is how much Buck is literally creaming his jeans. He's he's like getting weepy and emotional. Everyone, like, the book is saying that everyone in this room is losing their shit. Yes. Over this speech. When I just need to stress again, my dude is literally just naming countries. (laughs) (laughs) He's just saying them in alphabetical order. I think there's a world in which this could work. I just don't think they did a good job of making it not seem like the weirdest, most boring. Because it's literally like... Who's here from? Who drove the farthest? From Albania. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of get that vibe of it. But again, he's switching back and forth. And and he's not switching to like home languages. He's just – he is literally pandering. And I hate to negatively speak about Carpathia, but he's literally pandering. We do love him, Mm -hmm. but we are dogging on him a little Mm -hmm. bit right now. Um, Buck has this internal thought that I think is just baffling. Tim, can you please read this? Something had happened in the disappearances of loved ones all over the globe. Journalism might never be the same. Oh, there'd be skeptics and those who worshipped objectivity. But what happened to brotherly love? What had become of depending on one another? 
What had happened to the brotherhood of men and nations? Even the cynical Steve Plank and Buck Williams continued to clap and cheer, never once appearing embarrassed at their loss of detached objectivity. Huh? What do you think? Like, what are they trying to even get across? And that's what's so weird. About this. Is I they, don't even understand what they're trying to say. They're just trying to pill you in such the, the weirdest ways that I have no idea what their point is. Like, are you saying, like, is the author trying to be like, oh, because it's the Antichrist, they're losing their objectivity? But I also feel like right-wing people, like, shit on the media so much and they're like oh your objectivity and blah 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 right, like, i don't even know what you're saying they don't want cold hard facts when it comes no, to religion so don't. it's it's very 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 strange because this is seen as well it will be seen as bad there's an argument to be made that like the antichrist is harnessing quote-unquote good things yeah and corrupting them but man i have no idea like sure you could kind of divorce your brain from the uh, intent of the author, but I don't think we can here, you know? I just, I just don't, I, I think to me, this reads as like, I don't think they know what point they're saying. Right. right. I, I don't even know what, I don't think they have a specific point and it feels very um, muddled to they're, me right now. They're just saying shit they're and, just saying and shit. hoping that one of these sort of, uh, dog whistle words yeah, it's hooks gonna, on like, you. Yeah, warm and, its way into your brain. You know, because it's very much like later they're going to probably praise objectivity, right? That's, and, what I'm, that's what I'm curious, if it will come up again. And, like, I'm really curious to see how they continue to talk about the media. Since they, in this chunk of chapters, have, like, gone somewhere of, like, oh, the media will help the yeah. Antichrist rise to power. Right, because part of it is, like, okay, it's actually kind of fine that we're stop being journalist right now because we did just go through such a global event. Right. Like, but, is this, like, showing their humanity or is this showing that the Antichrist is that, like, influential? I don't know. I mean... He's, I, like, causing them to, like, change their ideals it's, or something. It's confusing and it does get close to interesting in a good way, but again, I don't think they quite nail it. I don't and, think they mean it. And, I think it was interesting. It's not because they intended it to be Right. And they're so chaotic and unsuccessful at so many of their goals that we're just being like, what? It's the Christians that don't like, you know. Objectivity. objectivity. And like so what are you saying here? So Carpathia keeps on talking. Jesus. For like fucking half an hour. Bored. And he's like saying specific names and dates and the people fucking love like, uh, it. Like Greg here. Greg joined in January, by the way. And it was like, January 16th. 1984 and I was like oh my god how does he know it's that? so boring it's so boring and embarrassing like have you ever listened to a speech or lecture where people are like name dropping and saying like specific dates and you're like damn this damn. is a really like this speech is getting me going and part of it is that like he's never stepped foot into the UN so the fact that my man has read an early internet article about what is the right, end. Right, like, again, he went on his, like, Encyclopedia Encarta, he put his CD in <laughs> and, like, read up on the UN, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he, this is the, the new coming of Christ. Yeah, when, I, I could kind of follow, strangely, the naming of countries, but I then guess. they say he goes on for an extra half hour, just like, and then the bathrooms were installed. Yeah, <laughs> As if everyone would not just be, like, actively asleep and snoring at this point. Who gives a shit? Say Albania again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, And then the chapter ends with Buck thinking. After this, Buck knew Nikolai Carpathia would be embraced by all of America. And then 
the world. Oh no, he's oh, a great liar. Shit. Oh shit, he's the Guys, fucking the media loves him. Wow. They love him, and he wants peace, and he wants to work with the UN, and he wants and, to and like the World Bank and all these things. Disarm and stuff like this. That's wow, evil. what an evil That's guy. That's bad. That's what the the Satan wants to do. But that being said, it could be a situation where they are saying that the Antichrist is using good things for bad ends. But I believe the takeaway for evangelicals is all uh, those things are bad. These things are bad. Nuclear yeah. deodorant is bad. Yeah, uh, peace shit is bad. UN is bad. The UN is bad. Like that is what it boils down to. Even if they didn't intend that, we are in such a like black and white dumbass. It's like world. rounded up to that. Totally. It's like, well, it's going to be user bad, so therefore it's evil. Yep. This chapter is just absolutely breathtaking to me. <laughs> just again that the way that it's written, Tim Lahaye and Jerry Jenkins are like. Everyone is going to agree with us that this is like, oh, shit. This oh, dude shit. knows what he's talking about. And not that, like, this sounds like the most boring speech that has ever existed on the planet. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm very curious how the audiobook version of it handles oh, this. Oh, my God. That's a really good point. I want to hear Nikolai Carpathia do his little speech. South Sudan. <gasps> Woo! Swaziland. Oh, we love it. Sweden. <laughs> So yeah, Nikolai Carpathia is in America now. He's on the scene. Shit and, is happening. Yeah, I mean, this is their way of being like, hey, this guy, huh, the world's oh, going to accept him. Isn't that interesting? Do you think he's maybe the Antichrist? Oh, well, um, finally, some consistently good chapters Yeah, man. I mean, they pissed me off. I was getting really irritated reading it earlier because I feel it was like triggering me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from like all this like the bullshit about like salvation and mm-hmm. like prayer and everything it was pissing me off. Yeah. But then but then they they topped it off with Nikolai Carpathia and I do love the Antichrist. So Yeah, there was no car bombing mm-hmm. like last chunk to really spice it up, but they did have a two hour long speech where he just <laughs> listed the footnotes of uh the Wikipedia article. That's very UN. exciting. And we like that. And good for yeah. Nikolai Carpathia, actually. Yeah. No, he looks like Robert Redford. Everyone's going to be in love with him. He, um, they did say he has a slight Romanian accent. Which, slight, 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 slight. Which gives him a little, little extra flavor, a little extra zhuzh. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I know, I feel like we keep saying it, but we are truly in the sh- Like, shit is going to be happening now. Right. Now that they've kind of implied They've that, introduced the Antichrist for real, for real. For real, for real. And they've sort of outlined the stakes of becoming a Christian. Yes. Because one could see, like, okay, I'm reading this. You know, I don't know a lot about it. Why don't you just become a Christian? And then the guy's like, you should be able to Christian. But by the way, people are going to turn against you and try to kill you. They are, will try to murder you. And you have to mean it when you say it or it doesn't count. And the Antichrist is going to come up and try to kill you. I don't think they've gotten super deep in how intense the Antichrist yeah. will get. But still, it's sort of like, well, if you do this, you will become persecuted. And again, like I feel like Left Behind... Is porn for Christians. Yep. It's, it's martyr porn because they get to be like, Oh my God, that would be me. I would be like, I will never deny Jesus, but I would rather die. Like that's like their favorite thing yeah. to imagine. Cause like, there are this, like this like brand of Christianity. There are people who believe in the tribulation, but some of them believe that you, everyone stay, the rapture happens at the end of it. Right. So everyone's there together. So yeah, that's a, that's a fun one, which, you know, Hey, that's what I wanted because I want to see those weird scorpion guys. <laughs> but what if you got killed? What if you I would go alive? to heaven. Yeah, that's true. It would be pretty and it sick. sounded really fun to like run away from the antichrist and his little minions. That does sound fun. And also it would be cool to like stave off going to heaven as long as possible. Cause as we've discussed, heaven sounds very boring. <laughs> So it would be definitely cooler to live in the apocalypse. Totally. Well, I think we have 
appropriately covered these chapters. We have. Tim, any other last thoughts? Uh, no, no, not in these chapters other than, yay, plot. We can get into like the capital P plot of the, the, the books here and like what yeah. our characters are going to yeah. be having to deal with throughout the rest of the, the frickin' series as opposed to just dealing with their, their, their rapture. But, um, I'm excited to get deeper in and I'm hoping that more bad, like Carpathia's start, gonna start doing bad stuff or at least like, oh, wait a second, I didn't vote for him. Um, yeah, I need Carpathia to be more naughty for sure. Yeah. Um, I think my big takeaway from these chapters is just once again reiterating to people that did not, that are not like from this space, like people genuinely currently in this day believe that this is how shit is going to go down. Yeah. And that is why they act like they do. Mm-hmm. It's Say it. Real. Tell them. Tell them. It's real. Preach it. Ugh. Well. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. You can follow Jennifer on Twitter at Jennifer Cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, the new season of Game of Thrones, the uh, House of the Dragon, is starting up on August 21st. Cast of Thrones is back, baby. This time, it's just me. <laughs> it's a mother friend. I'm other not friends. joining you this time. Yes. I got too many other things to do. Yeah, Jennifer, Nick, and Michael didn't want to do it for obvious reasons because Game of Thrones ended so poorly. It got bad. It got so bad. <laughs> I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, which is fair because the 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 show is bad and some of the fans were even worse. Uh, but me and uh, friend Nika and our friend Felicia are going to be handling the 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 watch the watching. They're recapping and having a great time. And so you will be in great hands. So yes. if you are a brave soul that is going to keep <laughs> in the Game of Thrones world, you should listen to Cast of Thrones, even though I'm not on it. Yep. Cast of Thrones. It's called Cast of Thrones. It's a podcast like this one. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anything else up for you? No, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.